He scuba dives the deep blue waters of Florida Springs, and he dives deep into the power of the Holy Spirit. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak. Welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide. You know, Deep Adventure Ministries, we say that the most radical thing that you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wildness of the adventure of God's will. You know, God is not some boring spiritual being. He's the one who created quasars, who created black holes, who created dinosaurs, who created the 60-foot surf. I watched people surfing last week in Maui, and he created you. And he created you with a purpose, and that purpose was to have relationship with him. You know, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't exist if it weren't for God. How dare you turn your back on him? How dare you not consider him with every single breath that you breathe and be grateful to him? And not only how dare you, you know, the Bible does say that wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, this awesomeness, this awesome respect and wonder towards God. That's where wisdom begins. So how dare you disregard God? I mean, you, you couldn't move if it weren't for God. You really take your life that much for granted. But let's go deeper. Let's dive deeper. Let's drop into a bigger wave. The reality is, is that's where wisdom begins, is with a, a wonder and a fear and an awesome uh, sense of uh, respect for God who created you. But that's only the beginning of wisdom. The end of wisdom is love. Uh, you know, wisdom, truth, has a name, and that name is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Truth's end, wisdom's end, the end of wisdom is just to be in the midst of the Trinitarian love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to be brought right into the heart of that. You were made for one reason only. It wasn't to play football. It wasn't to drink beer on Friday nights. It was to have relationship with God, and certainly God delights in you. He created something wonderful when he made human beings. I mean, it mar- I'm, I marvel at the fact that human beings can surf. I mean, I just think, how could they do that? How can they have the dexterity in uh, all of their senses, their nerve endings, to, to be able to surf like that? We're wondrously made. We're made to have fun. We're made to have relationships. We're made uh, to enjoy life to the fullest. But ultimately, we're made for God. And you will never be happy until you grab hold of that main desire and release yourself just to the love and the power of God and say, God, I'm going to paddle into this way with all my might. The surf contest that took place in Maui was a very rare event. Piahi, where it was held, is normally called Jaws. And the only people that surf at Jaws are people that in the old, back in the day, the sail boarders used to sail into these huge 40, 50 foot waves because they, you don't have the power to paddle into those waves. It takes wind power to get into them. And sometimes we need to harness the power of the Holy Spirit to enter into and abandon ourselves to God's will. But then they developed jet skis and people began to be towed into these giant waves where you'd be towed in and then release yourself to these waves. You know, my book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, the first chapter talks about my son riding 80-foot swells, the biggest waves ridden in 50 years in Hawaii. 
but something happened at Piahi last weekend where they were paddling in. When you paddle into big waves, you use big boards. Not because you need that mass of that board to surf that wave. In fact, it makes it more difficult. But you need that massiveness of that board during the paddle-in process. You need to have buoyancy in order to paddle fast enough to catch that wave. So they call them, we call them rhino chasers or elephant guns. And they're 11 and a half, 12 and a half feet long. And they have a bit, they have a rocker in the nose so that when you start to drop in, you don't pearl, you don't bury your nose. It kind of rides that wave. And they have a lot of mass and they're not that wide. And when you get up on one of them, you just feel this kind of solidness. But you, but the people who rode those waves paddled in with all their might. I had never seen people paddle in to such critical waves on surfboards before. And they paddled in with all their might. If you want to, to experience the best of life. And that's why you, and, and you know you do. God made you that way. God made you to desire happiness. You're wired that way. If you want to experience happiness, there's nothing more radical than paddling in with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind into a personal, daily, moment-by-moment encounter with Jesus Christ, encounter with God. And you do that uh, through prayer. You do that through the sacraments. You do that through going to confession, by going, by receiving the Eucharist, by reading the Word. Um, and one of the greatest ways you can paddle in is just is just praying the liturgy of the hours that all the priests and the nuns and the religious do and the deacons do. And we've got something really powerful we want to invite you to. On January 16th and 17th, we are having the Renegade Rosary Run. And what this is, is we're inviting people to pray all to pray the rosary through three times. The original way the rosary was prayed was three times around the rosary, plus the three Hail Marys right at the beginning. That's 153 Hail Marys. That equals the number of fish that Peter had in his net when Jesus told him to cast down into the sea. And we're inviting people wherever you are in Russia or Brazil or in North Dakota or Hawaii or Florida or California, wherever you are in Texas, to Make a decision to do a 5K, your own personal 5K. Invite friends to do it with you. You can skateboard, you can surf, you can paddle, you can run, you can swim. But do 5K. Do 5K. And while you're doing that, pray through the rosary three times. Go to our website, deepadventure.com, and you can sign up for this. And you get your friends signing up for it. We're going to do it on the 16th and 17th of January. It's a good way to get in shape after the holidays. But we're uh, inviting you to participate with us at Deep Adventure. Dot com. So please um, join us and be an instigator. Be be someone who gets other people's other people started. And we're gonna have we're gonna go to battle uh, in prayer, and we're gonna go to battle and raise funds for uh, crisis pregnancy centers. So go to our website deepadventure.com. And this is Bear Bear Wozniak, your deep adventure guide. We'll be right back. International Deep Adventure Radio, all across the nation, people are tuning in to truth on the EWTN radio network. Even though I am a Southern Baptist, I love my local Catholic radio station, and I recommend it to all my friends, Catholic and non-Catholic. Since I joined the church a decade ago, access to Catholic radio has been a must for me and my family. To have EWTN broadcasting locally with such faith-filled and wholesome programs is a real blessing. To find out more, go to EWTN.com slash radio. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, the boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. 
Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email. Go deeper in faith with Deep Virtue Blog. Order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. And follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At deepadventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Hello, this is Mark Houck of thekingsman.org. And I'm not busy in the wild. I like to listen to Bear Wozniak at Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And I have a very rare opportunity to interview someone today. How often do you get to hear two people that in high school really, 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 really wanted to be architects and decided that was too hard, and so they became CPAs? So this entire interview is going to be dedicated to the, the enjoyment, the, the life on the edge that uh, CPAs uh, live. A lot of people don't know. There aren't a, re- a lot of reality shows about CPAs, but really, uh, we live our lives on the edge. And so I, I've in- invited Dave Myler from uh, uh, Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church to join me today. Aloha, Dave. Aloha. Good to be here. Hey, man, have you had any paper cuts lately? It's a pretty, pretty tough industry we live in. I know, dangerous. But no, I've been avoiding those. We go paperless now. Oh, yeah, I I do a lot of paperless stuff. But, you know, I I have a stapler, and it's so tough, too, in that annual inventory on how many staples are left in your staple. You know, it's it's getting coming to the the end of the year. So So, um, we're scaring people. They think that we're actually going to talk about accounting. Yeah, that would be a real exciting show, let me tell you. Yeah, you know, we have millions of listeners. At least we did a minute ago. We're probably down to like you and me right now, but uh, there's a little bit more to uh, to uh, Dave Myler and why I was re- I've been wanting to have you on my show for a long time. So, uh, welcome to uh, Deep Adventure Radio. Ready to dive deep. Ready to dive deep. Okay. Well, speaking of diving deep, uh, why don't we go that way? You have this. Um, I don't know what. How would you describe in Florida? There are these natural springs, right? That you that bubble up, and and you have. Uh, something going on with a cave or something like that somewhere in Florida. T- talk story with us a little bit about that before we, uh, before we get, uh, before we really dive deep. Sure. Two and a half years ago, I was looking for, um, a good investment and, uh, typed in springs for sale and found a, uh, they're actually called a karst, which is a sinkhole forming, uh, underwater cavern. Ours is a hundred foot deep. The water has 200 foot visibility. Just beautiful absolutely gorgeous. I also have a cave that's about one and a half times the size of a football field, so negotiated that purchase, and since that point, we've uh, totally renovated the whole place, and uh, now we have arguably the best uh, dive training center in the country. So Are you very, serious? Very enjoyable, yeah. So you, you're talking about scuba diving. Scuba diving, absolutely. Not tripping and falling and diving into the, to the water. So, <laughs> so how deep is the spring? The spring is 100 foot deep. Wow. 
And so, uh, you know, there's a, there's this ministry, there's, there's this women's ministry, uh, in Minnesota. I just found out about that's into the theology of the body and their, their ministry is called, de- uh, uh, dive into the deep, dive into the deep. And our, we're deep adventure radio. So I, I want to ask you this, um, in your experience there in that, in that, in the springs there, did you have any, was there any time when you felt the Holy Spirit uh, teaching you through what you were experiencing there in the water and in, in developing that? I think that actually the decision to actually pursue acquiring the, the spring was more of a learning experience for me. I um, went out and visited the spring, and it was uh, it's a beautiful natural property, but the facility was really worn down. The owner that I bought it from had not maintained it very well. And I kind of just walked away thinking, this is just too much. You know, I don't want to do this. And over a period of two months or so, it just came, kept coming back to me, thinking about it. And I started getting these ideas of what I would do with it to make it, you know, all that it could be. And long story short, I ended up buying it, and then over time, over about a one-year period, implementing the plan, and, and you know, now it's at a point where it's just a really just a great place to go. And actually, at some point, I'm thinking about actually having it available for people to do retreats. And you talk about diving deep, you know, so you well, have, we have to do that. Meaning. We absolutely yeah. have to do that. Hey, tell me, um, um, you, what is the website for it? It's divebluegrotto.com. And are you going to have a grotto element to it, to Mary, or? Uh... You know, I, I'm going to put up uh, three uh, statues at some point. We haven't done that yet. Um, they have uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph fall in the grotto. Well, tell me this. In your diving experiences, you know, where, where all have you, have you scuba dived? I've only dived a dove in the grotto. I, Are you I just did get certified. I, I bought this without ever having had any experience with scuba. I've done some snorkeling. Well, you know, I, when, I, when I learned how to dive, I was in Hawaii. The guy who taught me, his name is Diver Guy. I think he's in Vietnam right now. Uh, but he was Diver Guy. Uh, I went through all my, all my sessions like in, in two days to get certified. And he... Uh, he had gotten really drunk the night before and punched out his ex-wife's new boyfriend and shows up to teach me to take my, my second lesson where I go, where I'm supposed to go 20 feet down and then go, you know, 40 feet down. And, and the next thing you know, he takes me 120 feet down. And when I, <laughs> when I get down there, I'm so excited because I'm down at this wall. Uh, uh, they call it the wall. And I'm just seeing all these kind of beautiful fish. And I think, you know, while I'm down here, I'll, I'll get an aerobic workout in. Not realizing that meant being so deep, I was going to tap out on my oxygen fast. And then also uh, getting a workout does that too. And so he comes over to me and he checks my, my uh, oxygen and he goes, oh, my gosh. So we had, to, we had to actually switch gear because he could take, do a much better job of conserving his oxygen. So we had to take my tank off. And then that moment when you release you know, your snorkel and now you've got nothing to give you oxygen – and then you have to blow out your mask and clear everything. And then I had his oxygen oxygen mask on, and um, and uh, it was just reeked of alcohol. <laughs> so and you're never supposed to do that, right? And then we and then we ended up, you know, surfacing. And of course, it was like 15 foot swells that day. We couldn't find our boat, and and his flotation on his tank wasn't 
as wasn't really very good. So I was having to tread water constantly to stay afloat. So it was a little bit of an adventure. But, you know, the thought came to me that that's kind of what Jesus does for us. When in the incarnation, when Jesus uh, basically dove deep, you know, when he emptied himself in a sense or, or, or humbled himself uh, to become, to take on, to, while well, always remaining God, taking on the nature of man, he dove deep. And, and we're down there kind of drowning. Uh, and I think so many people right now feel like that in their lives. And yet Jesus is there and he's offering to switch tanks with you. He's offering to give you life. He's offering to give you uh, oxygen. He's offering to say, uh, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you and breathe his Holy Spirit on him. And I know you have a real heart uh, for converting souls, a real heart for evangelization. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about how that, how that uh, conversion experience, first of all, happened in your life. When I was in college at the University of Michigan, I was pretty much just focused on getting good grades and doing what would make me happy. I had a friend from high school who had started getting involved with a student group on U of M's campus called University Christian Outreach. And he invited me to come to a course they called Basic Christianity. And so I came along. I wasn't real excited about it, but he was, he was a good guy. So, uh, you know, I could give this a, a try. So enjoyed the people there more than probably the, the course itself, although the course did, I found, resonate with my Catholic faith. I'm a cradle Catholic. And over time, it, these courses kept rolling. There were nine of them. Uh, I was just getting really more excited about the people because they had a certain vitality that I didn't encounter. They, they seemed real, and they had a sense of purpose. So I, I was very drawn by that. They talked about something called baptism in the Spirit uh, on the seventh course. And when they were describing it, you know, basically it's Acts 2 all over again. And I, I got a little bit uh, fearful of that. I, I don't know why. I don't know if I was afraid of becoming something I didn't want to be or if it just was too goofy sounding to me. But the concept of praying in tongues and all that, I was very uncomfortable with it. So these people who were very, uh, they really drew me in. All of a sudden I was wanting to hold them at arm's length because I didn't want to participate in that. And... Over, over time, I'd say over the next month or two, I was still doing some things with them, playing some basketball, soccer. Um, I realized, you know, this very spirit of God that they're talking about having a fuller uh, experience of is probably the thing that's really helping these people to live such a joyful life. And I said, you know, I got I to gotta at least give it a shot. So I finally said, okay, well, let's, let's do this prayer thing and and so we prayed, and uh, it was kind of an awkward experience at first, but after a while, I did experience the presence of God in a way I'd never experienced. I, I basically think what was going on was the Holy Spirit was just talking to me in a very personal way, and in my conscience, I could just hear this conversation going on, and it was very life-changing. I, I essentially got a, a failing report card that day, because I felt like what the Holy Spirit told me was, hey, you know, you're just one selfish guy. You're living for yourself. It's an empty way of life. You're not happy. You have, you're not content. You really don't have anything worth 
living for in this kind of shallow lifestyle. And, you know, I'm calling you deeper. You know, this is an opportunity for you to be alive and experience relationship with God and his people. And I, and I, I said, yeah, I want that. And uh, so that began the whole deeper conversion in my life. You know, I, I, what, what year was that approximately, if you don't mind my asking? That was 1982. Okay, so you're just a young kid. I was uh, uh, 20 years old. Okay, so I, I was 10, I'm 10 years older than you. That's why I'm so much more mature. But uh, yeah. but I recall I wish I could be like no, you. but you know I had that. I know everyone does. No, I kidding. But you know what? I had that exact same uh, sort of experience uh, when I was going to Baylor. You know, there's a cap, but it was a Catholic charismatic uh, prayer group, and I walked in, and I I just it was the people that stunned me. They 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 had this vitality, this clarity about them, and there wasn't this pretentiousness. And then there was this d- genuine devotion to God, like they knew Him personally, and. You know, I, you know, if you could know God personally, wouldn't you? I mean, if you could know the guy that created quasars and black holes and the universe and created you, I mean, I, I, you know, I would want to meet that, that creator. I want, I would want to meet that person, but they were praying in tongues, you know? And so uh, years later, the Lord, the Lord, I think gave me this insight. I see, see if this makes sense to you. Uh, um, and I did experience, they did pray for me, and I had an incredible encounter with Jesus. It changed my life, and not even a moment goes by when I don't remember this incredible infusion of God's love and grace and healing that entered into my heart, my soul, my mind, my body. But, but you know, uh, the whole thing about, about tongues is, is kind of a stumbling block for people, you know, uh, and, and, and it shouldn't be. Because if you don't speak in tongues, it, it's totally illogical not to speak in tongues. It's just, it doesn't make any sense not to. And the reason why is this. When I was uh, leading worship at a Catholic charismatic uh, prayer group in Las Cruces, New Mexico, several hundred people would attend that every week. And you know what? Um, uh, Most of them were Hispanic. But they would be, be, you know, for our sake, uh, they would pray in English. But when we would be in small groups and they would pray in their native tongue, it was so natural and so beautiful and so wonderful. And I didn't really know what they were saying always, but I certainly got the gist of what they were saying. Sometimes they were praising the Lord. Sometimes they were groaning in intercession. But, but it just flowed so natural. It's so much more natural for people to speak and to pray in their native tongue. And if you're a Christian, you're a citizen of heaven. It's illogical that you wouldn't have a heavenly language. And so my sense is that all of us are given that gift. It's just whether or not we've uh, unwrapped that present yet, you know. It is a gift. You've got to unwrap it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scripture does, you know, it talks about the Spirit praying through us when we don't have words to speak. You know, we don't have words to pray. You know, we don't have that wisdom. The thing that I really find just the best part about the Holy Spirit is that it brings to life, you know, the presence of God in us. And one of the things that I'm really big on is um, my desires. How are they formed? You know, are they being formed by the world? Or are they being formed by the hand of God, the mind of God? Wow. And so as I'm walking through my life and I'm, you know, some idea is creeping into my mind and I'm like, well, where, where's that coming from? You know, I do a check and I go, that's not from God. You know, that's my flesh. You know, and just like Jesus had two wills, he had the will of God and he had the will of the, his human will. And he was always deciding for the will of God. You know, I've got flesh, we all do, that we struggle with. And, you know, we're, you know, we're trying to overcome. And we have the Spirit of God alive in us, you know, which is 
the source of life and, and leads us away from death into the fullness of life. And so my experience is, you know, I want to, you know, do everything I can to nourish that Holy Spirit in me and to allow it to leave me in the pathway that God has chosen for me and to get away from my fleshly will. You know, so that, that struggle that goes on on a, on a moment-by-moment basis is the reason, you know, when I'm looking at the Holy Spirit, do we need the Holy Spirit? It's a, it's, it's a no-brainer. If I don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to get crushed by my flesh. Right. You know, that's, that's the way I look at it. You know, it's like um, we're in a battle. And if, if you're not feeling the battle, you've probably lost. And so people, sometimes people have this sense of, of overriding guilt. I mean, guilt is there for a reason. The Holy Spirit brings conviction to help us, uh, you know, uh, purify our, our intentions and our will and to, uh, you know, help us become, you know, to connect all of our parts around a, a well-formed conscience. But, but if, you, if, you've just, if, you, if you've just given up, you're not going to feel that battle. But the fact that you feel that battle, even if you're not a Christian— there is that conscience that God has instilled in all of us. And if you're feeling that battle, that difference between what you know you should do and what, and what you're doing or what you should be thinking and what you are thinking, that's good. And, and you know what? You might blow it most of the time, but at least you're in the battle. At least you, at least you recognize that there's a battle uh, going on. The difference is, is once we're, 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 uh, we've surrendered our will, our desire to God, uh, we have this tremendous infusion of God's grace to carry us. And when we blow it, he doesn't look at us and say, wow, you really blew it. He said, he, he would more like say, you know, I see you really struggling with that. Let me come alongside and help you with that. Let me forgive you and wash you and set you right. Uh, we're talking uh, with Dave Myler. He has this really cool place called DiveBlueGrotto.com. He's a CPA. Don't hold that against him. And uh, he's... Uh, a member of Holy Name, Jesus, Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church in Indian Atlantic, Florida. Very involved in the men's movement there. And uh, we'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Hello, this is Dr. Alveda King of Priest for Life with Pro-Life Update. Even if you've never been involved in an abortion, you can help those who have had abortions to make their voices heard. The Silent No More Awareness Campaign mobilizes men and women who have lost children to abortion. The campaign helps these men and women find healing and gives them opportunities in organized gatherings to share their testimonies of pain and healing. You can serve as a regional coordinator to organize events at which these women and men will speak up and say, I regret my abortion and I regret lost fatherhood. These events reach the public with the messages that abortion is a dead end and empty promise and that the doors of the church are open to all who seek forgiveness. Become a regional coordinator. Find out more at SilentNoMoreAwareness.org. This is Alveda King on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. Uh, I'm also the author of a best-selling book called Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. Uh, it's a book that's full of adventure, uh, surfing and otherwise, as well as uh, just the call to abandon ourselves to the wildness of the adventure of God's will. It's a great book to give to people who wouldn't normally pick up a book about the Bible. And of course, it's available on Nook and Kindle and Audible, so I'd love for you to check out that book. 
Last week, I was on the set of Hawaii Five-0. I got to guest star on one of their episodes, and I played the role of a captain. We had uh, like six boats out there filming this, and one of the uh, co-stars, a young girl, was seasick. And she kept looking down and going inside the cabin and being knocked around. She really wasn't going to do too well. And the rest of the crew really didn't seem to know how to handle it. So I told her, you need to come out on the boat and look to the horizon. Look look beyond, uh, look to the furthest horizon, and then you won't get so seasick. And this is kind of what happens in our lives. I think sometimes when we deal with uh, problems in our lives, we start focusing on the problems instead of on the horizon. I love that, that scene uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean where... Uh, Jack Sparrow says at the very end, now bring me that horizon. We need to look to the horizon. When Peter got out of the boat and started walking, he was doing fine until he looked around and saw he was walking on water. When he kept his eyes on Jesus, who is the answer to everything in our lives, he was fine. But when he started looking around, you go, oh my gosh, he started to sink. I can just hear Jesus saying, how you doing, Peter? And he probably said, well, pretty good under the circumstances. Jesus probably said, well, what are you doing under there? So we don't want to be under our circumstances. We don't want to focus on our problems. What we want to do is focus on our solution and give praise and glory to Jesus in all things and ask him for his wisdom and for his help and his guidance. This is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventureMinistries.com. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and I have a guest I've been wanting to have on my show for a long time. Dave doesn't know this, but a lot of people talk about him behind his back, and they always say, you got to interview Dave, you got to interview Dave, you got to interview Dave. And uh, just a short while we've been visiting, and I understand why. It's not because he's a, he's a CPA like me. Um, we won't hold that against us, but... But it's because he has a tremendous heart and love for God, uh, especially an evangelistic fervor to lead new lead souls uh, to Christ. Dave, welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. Loving it. Yeah. You know, um, someone came up to me uh, about two years ago at Holy Name of Jesus, and he wanted to introduce his, his wife to me. And he, he kept saying, he, he said, this is that guy. This is that guy I told you about. He really follows his passions. And I said to him, no, I don't. He goes, well, yeah, you do. You're the guy. You're the guy. I told her, you're the guy. You really, really follow your passions. And I go, no, I don't. And he just looked at me like his jaw dropped. And he go, yes, you do. And I go, no, I don't. Uh, all I really want to do is follow God's will. Right. And, and, and there's a big part of us, uh, you know, there's, there's this part of us that is, you know, that especially in the world today that is, is you know, we want to uh, show love, but we don't really necessarily know how to do that and how to apply um, the principles of love in this very confused situation, especially with same-sex attraction and things like that. And you mentioned in the first segment, uh, properly forming our desires. In other words, we can't just let our desires run rampant. There's a way that we actually can exercise them and bring them into the same vitality and good shape an athlete can bring his his physique into. Uh, Can you talk to us more about what you meant by that? Yeah, sure. I think it starts with Psalm 37, 4. Uh, That passage reads, Delight in the Lord, and he will give to you the desires that he places in your heart. And for me, it's one of those things where I look, I read that passage and I go, all I got to do is delight in God and the rest happens. And one of the things I find as I'm walking in Christian circles is that there are folks you meet and they just kind of glow. They have this love, this joy, and I think it's, it comes from, it springs from 
that relationship with God that they have because they really delight in God. They know that they're loved and they, they respond like kind, you know, with this deep abiding love for God and for his people. And what I've, ex- what I've experienced over the last few years, eight years or so after coming to Holy Name of Jesus, and I, I imagine we'll get a chance to talk more about the men's stuff, but is in encountering what God's doing with his people and drawing them deeper and hearing people's stories, just seeing the action of God, that's part of delighting in God. You know, delighting in God has many facets. And for me, that's at the very heart of my walk with God and my life as a Christian man. Am I delighting in God? Am I delighting in what God is doing? Even when it's hard, am I delighting in what he's doing because he's He's teaching me. He's forming me. He's teaching others. He's taking them deeper in the Lord, taking me deeper in the Lord. And uh, allowing his life and the fullness of his plan, you know, to take place. And, you know, we don't know what that is, and so we've got to trust in God. And, and that's all part of delighting in God. You know, when you delight in somebody, they're just, you're all in all. And, you know, you, you just want to be with them. And as long as you're with them and whatever they're doing, it's, it's good. You know, and that's the way it is. I experience in, in my relationship with God. So I, I think that that's really at the heart of it. Um, and from that, I've experienced a number of different uh, things flowing. One is as I delight in God and he's revealing himself to me and I begin to understand more about his people, I understand that we're all one family and, and we're, uh, you know, it, it really changes how I relate to other people. I'll give you an illustration. It's kind of a trite illustration, but it does capture the essence of it. When I used to root for my kids at basketball games or other sports events, you know, I'd be rooting for them. And at, at times, in a way, uh, kind of at a cost to the other players on the court. And then as time rolled on, I began to realize, you know, all of these young people on the court are my younger brothers and sisters. Why am I only rooting for my child? You know, why, why not root for all of them? Why not hope the best for all of them? And, and that really runs right in the face of uh, a secular mindset, which is kind of, you know, win at all costs. At least that's uh, out there these days. And so, and then as, as I've applied that same thought process, you know, to my relationships everywhere, you know, the person in the grocery store line, the person I talk to when we're on vacation, if I'm thinking, you know, this person is my brother or sister and God loves them and, you know, relating out of that reality, it just totally transforms, you know, who I am and how I relate. So that, that delighting in God becomes delighting in God's people, delighting in people who are not yet with Christ, but, you know, if I'm an effective vessel of God, maybe because of the love that's flowing through us from God, you know, they can maybe come a step closer. So that, that kind of gets a little bit at that anyway. So, You know, I, I, there's, there, you're, there's different stages uh, of love, I think, you know, um, there is that way that we love other people or things for our own sake. A, a parent can even love a, love a child that way. Sure. Like they love them so more, but they can almost suffocate them because they're really loving them because oh, yeah. of their own yeah. sake, you know, for the parent's sake. And then as we grow in love, uh, we learn to love others for their sake. 
sure. you know, for their well-being. As St. Thomas Aquinas said, love, he defined love as willing the true good for the other. Mm-hmm. But really, the true good is God. Only God is good, and any goodness there is is because he, he gave that to us. And so the final stage of love is what you're talking about, is where you love yourself and you love others for God's sake. It's because you delight in God and you see his love for others that, um, that you, you move in love towards them. You know, it's not, it's not for your own sake. It's not even for their sake. It's because you just really delight in God and you can see, you know, the will and the goodness that he has, you know, you know directed for those people. So that's po- powerful. What else uh, can you tell us about uh, forming our desires? Well, the one thing that you mentioned, it's not really necessarily right on forming desires, but I think it is a great model of when we have our desires formed by God, what we begin to look like. You know, you, you referred to Thomas Aquinas, and Debbie and I, Debbie's my, my beautiful bride, we uh, read books uh, on the lives of saints together and other books together. And um, recently we read a book on Thomas Aquinas, and one of the things that really struck me about his life and that I really was challenged by and wanted to grow more in was Thomas Aquinas just had the joy of the Lord with him. I mean, he had the truth, he had incredible knowledge and wisdom, but he always smiled, you know, and he was always at peace knowing that God was in control, you know, and that he was in God's hands. And he would just encounter these people who were pursuing all different types of, well, false gods, essentially, you know, this, that, and the other thing, but, you know, God wasn't even on the radar screen. And when they would encounter him, they would just see this joy and this countenance that they just thought to themselves, you know, what does he have that I don't have? You know, not to make people jealous, but just for them to realize there's something more out there. You know, there's something that's beyond my experience. And, you know, that was the thing about Thomas Aquinas that really struck me was he changed lives merely because he did just what you said. He was concerned with the well-being of those around him and their salvation. You know, without preaching to them necessarily, you know, he brought Jesus to them. And um, when I think about the formation of my desires, desires are what drive me. You know, my, they're going to be what gets me to take the next step, you know, whatever my next action is. And I want those desires to be formed by God. I don't want them to be formed by some influence of the world, the flesh, the devil. And so, you know, and, and, and like you said, if, if we're in the battle, you know, if we're involved in the game, we'll know we're living life the right way when we're experiencing the struggle, when we're experiencing some type of persecution, uh, when we're experiencing conflict from those who are basically trying to serve Satan's plan. Or even the conflict, I think, more over than, more than anything is the conflict within. We're battling our own... We're battling oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, totally agree with that. I mean, and that, that's something we can all relate to, and I certainly do. Well, we're talking uh, with we're talking with David Myler. He's just a r- real uh, cool guy. I mean, he's probably the coolest CPA you'll ever meet. Um, 
But he has. I thought this, you were that. Uh, we're, we're tied for first, and also for being <laughs> the most humble CPAs. And uh, but you know he has this great place called DieBlueGrotto.com. It's one of those beautiful Florida springs that you can go, and it's probably the premier dive center on, on the mainland. And so he he, op- he you know it's something that you can certainly uh, go to his website and, and check out. We're talking with him about forming our desires. You know one thing about Thomas Aquinas is. You know, any saint, in order to be a saint, you have to be, your doctrine that you teach has to be solid. You have to live heroic virtue. But one of the signs that they have to make sure about if before they can pronounce someone a saint is did they have joy? Joy is the most sure sign of the presence of God. I think that's kind of what you're saying. We're talking with Dave Miner. This is Bear Wozniak, your adventure guide with Deep Adventure Radio. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak. The boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email. Go deeper in faith with Deep Virtue Blog. Order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. And follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At DeepAdventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time gradually quit going. It's not as scary as I thought it was. (laughs) It's a much more warm and open place, and God really is about love. It's not about the rules and the things that I remember as a young child. It really is about the love that God has for each one of us that's so um, deep and wonderful. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org. Back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm talking uh, with Dave Myler. Uh, I'm Bear Wozniak. I'm your adventure guide. And he has a place called DieBlueGrotto.com. It's a place where you can go and dive 100 feet deep into the crystal blue uh, clear waters of springs of Florida. Go into a, a cavern, a, a grotto the size of a, a football field and a half. And that's really that expansiveness, that feeling of wonder that God puts in all of our hearts to be able to, to have a desire to, to go deep with God. And we've been talking about the need for our desires to be changed. You know, the word for sin in both Hebrew and in the Greek is uh, to miss the mark. It's actually an archery term where you, you, you miss the mark and uh, you, your arrow has missed. That's the definition of what sin is. And I know when I lift a woman in, into a, in a tandem, tandem surfing lift, and she's over my head doing an overhead lift while I'm surfing, I can actually feel when her eyes refocus. Usually when we're in a lift, there's a place that her eyes should look because that sets her into the balance point of the lift. And I can feel when she just rolls her eyes one way or the other without even seemingly move her head, but it throws her off balance. So what Dave Myler has been talking about is where is the focus of our desires? Uh, you know, because where we focus our desires is is um, is what we're what we're going to pursue. It's it's where the it's where the arrow is going to hit. 
And so God challenges us not to push down our desires, our disordered desires, but rather to refocus our desire to him and to delight in him. And then in him, he's the only thing that you can go crazy about. Because you should only go crazy about something that's infinite. And Jesus even said, it gave us permission. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind. So Dave is, uh, has, is very involved in men's ministry and uh, challenging them to, to this uh, transformation and refocusing their desires and to go deeper with God. What would you say to the men out there right now, Dave, in particular? I would start out, I think, by saying you're, you're not alone. Um, and also to ask themselves the question, you know, what are they living for? And is it really worth dying for? Um, I think that men today, and really for years gone by, you know, they struggle with priority. They struggle with vision for life. And they basically jump on the train, you know, that's, they're really oriented around their work. Um, they're oriented around being perceived as successful. They get drawn into uh, a lot of uh, lifestyle that it just keeps taking from them and taking from them. And they're trying to get the most out of life and they're, they're trying to enjoy life. But really what, what they experience is, if they are honest with themselves, is that it's just draining. You know, and, and then at the end of the day, they sit back and they go, you know, why am I doing this? And they, and they can't even answer that question. And what I've experienced in working with uh, men at Holy Name of Jesus is it brings life. And we begin to realize as we share our stories, you know, and, and you, you find out, you know, other men are experiencing the same thing I am. And they don't really have a sense of contentment. They don't really have this vitality, they, they just still kind of drag down like there's a lot of, like they're carrying a burden. And um, so, I, you know, in, in men's ministries, to be able to help people to realize that there's more to life, and it, and it does, it starts with relationship with God. And that's another thing that men have a real hard time dealing with, is just talking about the relationship with God. They, they, they kind of perceive it as something that's effeminate, uh, you know, they're supposed I mean, to be you know strong. What? They're supposed I mean, to be independent. That's, so, that's just so crazy that that, that, that that men see spirituality as as some sort of feminine quality. You know how many martyrs there have been since Christianity began? 75 million martyrs. Christianity is not for wimps. Yeah, yeah. Well, Satan's a great deceiver, you know. And he can take the truth and make it seem like a lie and a lie and make it seem like the truth. And the world, the flesh, and the devil, they're out there spinning their web, and guys are getting uh, caught up in it, you know, in large numbers. And so what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing, you know, at Holy Name of Jesus and other parishes around Holy Name of Jesus um, is a, a real revitalization of men in their walk with God, men in, in relationship with other men and experiencing, I'm not alone, uh, there are are the brothers out here who I can walk with against the tide. You know, as we were talking earlier, it's a struggle, and um, you can't do it alone. And that's why we are the body of Christ. We are the family of God. You know, we're brothers in the Lord, and, um, you know, we, we walk together. 
So, you know, reading things like, you know, reading scripture together, studying God's word. You know, when we read scripture individually, the Holy Spirit can certainly guide us. But I find that when I'm reading scripture with a a couple of other brothers, you know, maybe four or five, and getting other people's insights and sharing about our lives, we're applying it and it becomes something that it's supposed to be and actually is in reality, which is a living word, you know. And, you yeah, know, that we, brings the word alive. That. That's the living word. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? So with, we, yeah, go ahead. You know, so we, we, we've got that experience of the living word. The other thing is we're praying for each other. You know, we're getting to know each other. One of the, the things that I, I see as a very important part about the faith is that we, we learn to know and love God. We learn to know and love ourselves. And we learn to know and love the family around us. And that's what's happening in, in our experience together, you know, as men. We're learning about each other, and, and we know what, you know, through time we learn what each other's struggles are, and we're praying for each other, and we're there for each other to help each other along in our, in our journey with Christ. You know, I know it's like I, I have, we have a G.K. Chesterton group, which you haven't showed up at yet, I don't think. Well, I have a meeting on that night, so I have a well, direct we, conflict. We changed it yeah. to another night just for you. I think it's on Wednesdays now, not Thursdays. Weren't you a Thursday conflict? Well, you know, the funny thing is I have a meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday, and the meeting I used to have on Thursday and moved to well, Tuesday. Well, we don't have so meetings. I could come and see you guys, but I didn't coordinate with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, um, uh, well, just for you, Dave, we made that change. But, you know, there's a bunch. You know, the thing about it is the men in my life, means so much to me. And uh, now let me say this to the audience. I think it's probably time we reveal this. Uh, Dave Myler, you don't text, do you? I just started. You just started texting, ladies and gentlemen. This is a breakthrough. This is huge. Well, good job, Dave Myler. Wow, that's amazing. I know you're so... I'm trying to grow up. That is so amazing. I was. I don't know what to say about that, but I was going to tell, tell everyone, you know, there's... My group of five or six, seven guys a, a year ago, we said, hey, let's text each other every day that we did 60 push-ups and 60 crunches. And that was like a magic thing because now uh, we text, just went to mass, just prayed the rosary. And we also um, say, hey, let's go surfing in that one group text. And we also have uh, – we'll, we'll ask people to pray for us and stuff. And if you have a small group of men, I would encourage you to put a group text together and uh, – and uh, and kind of kind of have that sort of daily contact, an ongoing contact of encouragement with each other, especially challenge everyone to do sixty push-ups and sixty crunches, and uh, pray at least uh, sixty minutes every day. But uh, we're talking with Dave Myler. We've already run out of time. Will you just tell us real quickly? Just give us the, the you got ten seconds to tell us about the location of the Orlando conference. It's going to be at Holy Family Church, which is on Apopka Vineland Road. And it's going to be an awesome conference. We're going to have Peter Herbeck and Danny Abramowitz. And, what, and what's the date? I mean, we're out of time. It's in April. You know, I, I'm it's a April 16th. I don't even know the date. It's April 16th, and I'm going to be speaking in Sacramento, so I think I'm going to miss out on that. But uh, go to if you want to find out more about that right now, uh, do you have a website, or can we just send them to your Grotto website? Uh, don't send them to the Grotto website. They, they can website? Uh, Go to the Orlando Diocesan website. Okay. Place. We want to, we want to uh, get uh, people to come to that uh, men's conference. We've been speaking with Dave Myler. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak. I'm your adventure guide. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Surf's up. Real and radical ways to live your faith. Hi, this is Gary Zimak from followingthetruth.com with this week's Surf's Up for DeepAdventure.com. I remember back when I was in high school, I took driver's education. Now, at the time, I had this big old Dodge Charger, 
humongous car with a big dent in the side of it, and I would always drive it a little bit recklessly when I was younger. But when I had driver's ed, I felt confident because I learned that when you are driving on ice, what you need to do is accelerate slightly and turn into the skid. Well, that was great. I thought I was really confident I was going to handle any situation. Now, where I'm from, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We have a lot of ice and snow. So one day I was driving the car. I ended up getting on ice, and I remembered my directions, but I totally panicked. And instead of doing what I was supposed to do, I turned away from the skid, and I put my foot on the brake. So as a result, what happened was the car started to spin. And you know, when I tell this story, it sounds funny, but I remember that so many times when we look back in sacred scripture, we see people who panicked in the same way that I did. When the apostles were traveling in a boat with Jesus, Jesus was right with them. They began to panic when the storm kicked up at sea. My friends, so many times we do the same thing in our lives. We know the rules. We know the Lord's there. We know he's with us all the time. But what happens? We panic just as I did when I was driving on ice. And my advice to you is to always remember the Lord is with you. He's with you at all times. He's got your back. He knows what you're about to get yourself into. He knows the end of the story, even if you don't. Trust that he's there. Try not to panic. And when you find yourself in a difficult situation, instead of giving in to worry, turn to the Lord and trust in his providence. My friends, this is Gary Zimak from followingthetruth.com with this week Surf's Up for DeepAdventure.com. Surf's Up, go deep or go home. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. Uh, we went deep with Dave Myler, our guest, and we're inviting you to go deep. Go to our website, subscribe to our newsletters. We have Annie Anderson uh, on our staff now, and she is just cranking out some of the best stuff in our social media that you can you can share. She's getting our our, our online store revved up even more, and and you can uh, share those uh, in the new evangelization. But one of the things we're excited about is this Renegade Rosary Run. We're going to have a webinar about that on the. Um, coming up soon and on the January 16th and 17th is when we're going to do it. You can get your friends, uh, family, uh, total strangers, your parish, your church to do it with you. Anything you want to do, you can walk on the beach, you can skateboard, you can surf, you can ski, anything that gets you going except for segues. It's my one prejudice. Don't like mimes, don't like segues. Anything else though goes. And at, while you're doing your 5K, you're going to pray through the rosary three times uh, for the special intentions that we're going to have uh, set up for you. And we're going to raise funds for uh, the Deep Adventure Crisis Pregnancy Fund. And we're going to, do, we're going to go to battle. Uh, to me, the most powerful intercessory prayer that I, I, I enter into is when I'm praying the rosary. So men and women out there, we want you to uh, go to our website, deepadventure.com, and get click on the link for the Renegade Rosary Run. It's under the Events tab. And let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, it's a way for us to build that sense of tribe and family, get the Ohana, all the people that love Deep Adventure, uh, together to do something. And then we're going to have you send in your pictures and your stories. We're going to put them in our newsletter, put them on our website. Uh, so join us for the Renegade Rosary on January 16th and 17th. Go to our website, deepadventure.com. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. 
For the latest news on bear and deep adventure, visit us on Facebook and share deep adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.